Welcome to the Wildly Energized podcast series, where we discuss some of the struggles living in a fatigued state, how you can support your body in a more natural way, and how you do not have to do it all on your own. I am your host, Karen Giles. Welcome to episode number 15, how to avoid more fatigue when flying COVID-19 style. So this episode is being recorded amongst COVID-19 epidemic times. So that's why this topic is specific around um, COVID conditions of flying. So in Australia, which is where I live, as you all know, There's been many changes in domestic travel, just as I'm sure there is in your country if you're fortunate enough to be able to travel at the moment as our borders are opening and closing all the time. So something that I noticed on the weekend because I just went away for a family wedding for five days and it's the first time I've flown since COVID-19, right? So lots of changes for me, many things I didn't consider So I found I got quite tired at times throughout the travel, even though it was only a short flight. I just thought, oh, my goodness, I forgot how sensitive my body is to flying with fatigue, as in, you know, how quickly I get tired, how quickly I get dehydrated, how quickly I, my body gets bored and stiff and stagnant from not being able to move around. So there's about four, five things that I wanted to touch on specifically of the changes with flying that I have personally noticed on the weekend with my little domestic flight. So as you're all aware, masks, it's worldwide, right? We all have to wear them when we're traveling now. So for us in Australia, the masks are to be worn all the time. So both inside the terminal and on the aeroplane, And just wearing those was a bit of an eye-opener because that's the first time I've had to wear one since the COVID-19 outbreak. Also, not being able to walk around the aeroplane throughout the flight unless you're going to the toilet. And even then, you weren't allowed to move from your seat to go to the bathroom until the vacancy light came on. So, you know, just little things like that, not being able to get up and walk around and just stand around to stretch out, that that makes a massive difference with how much energy you have at the end of the flight. Another thing was that there was no meal served on the plane, just a light snack. And let's face it, when your adrenals have been through the ringer or you're experiencing that right now, you're in deep adrenal fatigue, you know, it takes a pretty nourishing meal to hit your sides to to make you feel full and content and happy with what you've eaten. So a little light aeroplane snack, which, you know, is normally, well, feels like it's just full of air, right? Because it's not very filling. It's just not going to cut it. It's just not going to do its job. Another thing I noticed was that there was no hot beverages served, so no tea, no coffee being served on the flight, which is okay, However, I normally order a hot cup of water and then I add my own tea in and I'll tell you why in a moment. And then there's only cups of water being offered. So I couldn't have my water bottles refilled because you're only offered one single cup of water. So, you know, it's, it's just worth having a look at the details of your flight, 
so you're more prepared. I'm normally quite a savvy traveler. I've got everything down packed. I know what I need to take on the aeroplane. I know what I need to pack in my um, checked-in luggage. You know, I take oil diffusers in my checked-in luggage. I, I take all sorts of hippie, as I call it, bits and pieces to support my adrenals, to support my body and my energy and my soul when I'm traveling. Because traveling, whether it's a domestic flight or international, Either way, it's toxic. You're going to a different climate. For example, where I just went to in Canberra, it's very dry heat. As where I live in Queensland, it's very high in humidity heat compared to Canberra. So it's totally different. So my throat feels different today since I flew home yesterday, going from the dry heat to the more humid, humid sort of moist, you know, moist heat where you're in an environment where there's a lot more moisture in the air. So that takes a bit to your body to adjust and that affects your energy, that affects your adrenals because your body's working overtime to adjust. It's not like you can sit down and have a chat with your body to prepare it for the change for when you go away. It doesn't work like that. So that's why it's really important with what you put in your mouth is nourishing and supportive and high quality even to the extremity of your water being a high quality filtered water. So it's as clean as you can possibly have. So some things that I noticed on my domestic flight within myself was that my body was feeling really stiff and stagnant from not moving around, from not walking up and down the aisle, which I would normally do to avoid these things, the stiffness and the fatigue and also a bit of boredom. And then I felt really sleepy from breathing in the hot air from my mask as the minutes and hours passed by on the flight. Because, you know, you're not getting that as fresh air as you can get on a plane anyway. You know, you weren't getting that fresh air. It was the recycled hot air from the last breath you released in your mask. You're breathing back in pretty much on your next breath in. So that's stale air, right? So that makes you tired. It makes you sleepy. There's nothing fresh about it. So that's something else to consider. And also something I noticed is that I should have taken more water bottles on my flight to keep me more hydrated because I only took my small water bottle, which is 750 mils. And when I fly, I normally drink a lot of water to keep me hydrated to keep my body flushed, to avoid bloating, to avoid fatigue, and also to avoid brain fog. Because on some of the flights, you know, you only offered one single cup of water. And for me personally, that's nowhere near enough. So how you can avoid the energy crash on flights and also after your flight is to be super duper organised. So, for example, stay hydrated, drink plenty of water before your flight, drink plenty of clean filter water on your flight as well and after your flight. So take your own drink bottles with enough filtered water in the drink bottles for your flight and also the transit to the airport and then from the airport to your hotel or your accommodation. Personally, I add a pinch of Himalayan sea salt to mine when I remember to do so. And I just find it helps me because remember, planes dehydrate you. 
it's air conditioning. It's a form of recycled air, just like when you stay in hotels and you can't open windows. I really felt that on the weekend, no fresh air coming into the room at all. And that makes me super sleepy, waking up with sore, dry throats. You know, your nose is all dried out and you just feel a bit yuck. So in that instance, go and buy filtered water and have plenty of it in your room. We bought 10 litres and we went through the whole lot. So, you know, it's if it's on hand, you tend to use it more. Take Tulsi tea bags in case you are offered or you can have a cup of hot water on the plane because it's so supportive to your adrenals, as I mentioned before. It's super nourishing. And until you try it, it's really tricky to explain to you how great this tea is because it's based on holy basil or basil or holy basil or holy basil, however you want to call it. You know, it's it's so supportive. It's something that I wish I had have known about at the very beginning of my adrenal fatigue journey because I just, when I travel, I just can't go without it. It's amazing stuff. Pack a cooler bag with clean food so you're not skipping meals and snacks because adrenals do not like fasting. They do not like fasting at all. So if you've ever done a juice fast or a food fast, and you feel like your heart's in your throat, well, just have a think about it. Maybe it's your adrenal saying, hey, what are you doing to me? This is too much. Give me a rest. Give me some food. Give me some drink. So just have a think about it. What's your body telling you? When you fly next, you know, just be a little more conscious with your flying and listen to what your body's telling you. Mine was saying to me, I ate the wrong foods for breakfast when we came home and that I ate it far too quickly because we weren't too sure what time we need to be at our relative's place for them to drop us off at the airport because we forgot to have that conversation with them. So we scoffed breakfast. Well, for me, it was scoffing because I'm a slow eater because my tummy feels better when I eat slowly as my partner eats fairly quickly. So everybody's body reacts to different scenarios, different situations differently. Be conscious. Listen to your body. Know what you're doing. Know what it needs. And stretch throughout the flight. You can do this while you're sitting in your seat. Stretch your legs. Do some arm stretches. Do your feet. Do your ankles. You know, roll them around a bit. Just do what you can. And your neck. Because you want your blood flow to continue going. You want it to be pumping. So that when you get off your flight, you're not feeling like a zombie. You don't feel like you want to go and hit your head on the pillow and have a snooze for an hour or three or five. All these little bits and pieces help. They all make a difference. But it's up to you to implement it, to be organized, to be prepared. So I hope these tips are helpful for you. Well, I know they are because they help me. But it's up to you, as I just said, to implement them. Give it a go. And if you're not flying, for example, if you're doing a long road trip or you're doing a long train trip, same thing. It doesn't matter. If you're sitting in a position for a long period of time, same, same, right? doesn't matter where you are. This can even apply to you when you're sitting at an office desk. If you're sitting there for three to five hours in one hit, which I know two people that do. 
I'm still trying to train them to not do that. But they're not ready for the change. You have to be ready for the change. And the best time to make change is when you feel uncomfortable about change. Sounds crazy, right? But think about it. When you get the most progress is when you do something that you're uncomfortable about doing because you have to force yourself to do it. I'm not talking about doing things, forcing yourself to do things that are giving you anxiety attacks. I'm just saying things that just make your heart skip that little beat, just that once or twice. And then once you've done it, it's like a sigh of relief and you can't believe that you didn't do it any sooner. So think about it. Give it a go. Jump over to my Facebook page. I'm wildly energized. Let me know what you think. What are some things you've noticed yourself when you're traveling? Whether it's flying, car, train, whatever other form of transportation there is where you live. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, have a good week and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. I trust you took away at least two golden nuggets today. To avoid disappointment in the future, hit the subscribe button right now so you don't miss any of our future episodes. I'm offering you a free 30-minute call with me if that interests you. Pop over to my Wildly Energised Facebook page. That's Energised, E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E-D. And just pop a comment over there. Yes, please, to a 30-minute free call. And we'll set you up with a schedule, a time slot for the one-on-one call. So wishing you a fabulous week and much love and nourishment. See you next time. Bye.